Blog Talk Radio. We all have inner work to do. Real life, real faith is an opportunity to connect with Cheryl and her guests as they take you on a journey to help you become your authentic self. Whether you need help goal setting, developing coping skills, or connecting with a power greater than yourself, Cheryl is here to walk with you on your path to personal transformation. Get inspired as Cheryl lets you become an active participant or just sit back and glean from the messages delivered. It's Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Life, Real Faith. I am your host, Cheryl Lacey Donovan, and we are glad to have you here with us this evening for this broadcast. It is the third broadcast of the new year, 2017. And um, we have seen some amazing, amazing, amazing things happen here uh, in the beginning of the new year. We have a new president that will uh, be inaugurated in just a few days, three days to be exact. And the tweets continue. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what anybody else feels about that. Um, I, we all have no other option but to give him an opportunity, give him a chance. Everyone is calling for that. He is the president-elect of the United States and um, will, uh, with all, um, will be voted into office, nominated or inaugurated into office in a few days. So um, we will give um, give him his just due because it is the office, but. I mean, I don't. I really don't understand some of the things that he is saying. I've heard other pundits say, you know, that that perhaps all of this that he's doing will shake things up, and maybe he can create some some change where there should be change. I don't know. It remains to be seen. But I, I do know this: that he may be president elect, but the God that I serve is still King, and that's exactly what I am counting on uh, in the near future. We have been in places like this before, in predicaments like this before, and managed to uh, come out of them. So I'm expecting that we will do the same in the near future as well. Um, We have seen um, a lot of things happen here in the beginning of the new year. President Obama had his farewell speech, which was nothing short of – uh, I was crying. You know, I don't know anybody, about anybody else, but at some point I began to cry as well. And uh, I thought that it was an awesome push forward for everyone, you know, to still continue to try to be the change that we want to see. And that's exactly what we try to do here at Real Life Real Faith. One of our taglines is changing the narrative. And that's that's what we try to do. We want to change the narrative. We want to move away from some of the negative connotations and stereotypes that we see out here, not only for African Americans, but also for women, also for Hispanics, you know, just, just getting to a point where, we see one another with um, with different eyes, you know, than, than what we are are looking at one another with right now. And uh, hopefully, we will be able to do that, and that we will be able to be the change that we want to see. Having said that, we have a, a very uh, extra. A wonderful guest on tonight, Roshika Henry. Uh, in my mind, she is a Renaissance woman. She does quite a few different things, including being an artist and an author. Um, and we I was reading the bio, and we have several things in common, things that we are both PKs. Um, obviously, we are both authors. Uh, we love speaking to women's groups. 
among other things. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Rashika Henry. Rashika, thank you for joining us here on Real Life, Real Faith this evening. Oh, it's my pleasure. Wonderful, wonderful. Listen, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Absolutely. I am a first a single mom of three. I have two daughters and a son. I am, just like you said, I am also a pastor's kid and an author as well. Um, I was a praise dance leader in my dad's church. Um, I also did a lot of stuff in the medical field, most, mostly phlebotomy and um, patient registration in that area. And I do a lot of motivational speaking, so I am all over the place, just as you said. And you know what? It's funny that you said that. I knew it was something else we had in common. I actually, uh, one of the things that I teach allied healthcare students is to be, uh, is to draw blood. You know, to some of them to be phlebotomists wow. and, and medical assistants and nurses. Yes. So we have quite a few, <laughs> quite a few things in common. Um, you know, one of the things I want right. to ask you now because this is. Yeah, yeah. This has uh, this question has been asked of me before uh, being a, a minister, and that is about praise dance and whether or not it is scriptural or biblical. If somebody were to ask you that, what would be your response to that question? I would say, are you kidding me? Have you read the story of I know, Moses? Right? Mary was, Miriam was the first praise dancer. She led mm-hmm. the women um, across on dry land when they were to distract them. She led them in a praise. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know what? That, mm-hmm. That's always funny to me because they they try to come up with all of these different um, reasons why it, it, it's uh, based in paganism and things like that. I, I was talking to somebody even earlier today. I said, if the people in the body of Christ spent less time trying to pick apart everybody's motives and reasons for why they do anything and just worry about their own soul salvation, I think we'd be in a, in a, a lot right. better place. We spend way too much time uh, trying to analyze and judge and everything else. And, you know, at the end yes. of the day, God is the ultimate judge, you know? That's right. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> I've been asked that question, too, and scrutinized picked apart in everything, um, why you're doing it. It was to the point where we we have to be very careful with how we dress. Um, with coming up with choreography, I had to be very, very careful because the scrutiny got so bad. Everybody wasn't ready for this. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, and it seems mm-hmm. like that that's the way that it is with most things. You know, even with the with the mind dance, same thing. If it's something different or something new or or something that's not as traditional, then um, they, people immediately want to put a, a negative connotation to it. But I think that if your motives are, are pure and why you're doing it and, it and it's really about your worshiping God and getting into his presence, I don't know that's why right. that would be a problem. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes, we have a lot in common. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, listen, I know that uh, you are an author. Um, tell us about yes, your ma'am. your book. Yeah. Oh, wow, isn't it ironic that um, the book actually started, and it was because of praise dancing. Um, I remember mm-hmm. when um, my, my sister actually came to me, and she said, you know what we should do for Daddy's anniversary? We should try to do a um, praise dance. I looked at it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that would be great. 
And she said, why don't you lead it? And I was like, now you're kidding. So I left, and I thought about it. Anyway, I ended up doing it, and it was such a success. I had 13 girls at the time, and it was so Mm. successful, and they had so much fun, and it was just awesome to see it come together. So that led me into um, more prayer, more fasting, more getting to know God, a relationship, because it's like you said, whatever you do, he's looking at motive and intent. And I wanted to make sure if I was going to lead, I was leading these girls down a good path. So God ended up checking me and, and shaking me, and, and I ended up doing an inner cleansing within myself and a lot of stuff that was in me that that a lot of past hurts and all these things he just brought before me. And when those things was cleaned up and when I began to confess them before him and began to take responsibility for these things, he put me on a new path and then he um, allowed me to write this book. Wow. So what, what is the name of the book, and what, what is it about? It's called Back from Broken, A Dancer's Journey Back to Wholeness. And we are talking about a broken woman. Um, I was raised in what you probably would call a modern-day cult, and, uh, and I'm sorry to say that, but I was raised on the holiness. And back then, you couldn't wear anything but dresses, long dresses. Um, mm. I went to church, home, mm-hmm. school. They controlled the mindset. It was such a, um, it was such a strain on my mind. I felt like my mind actually broke a few times. And so, it, it, wow. Just going, yeah, just going from there, and then trying to live. You, I wasn't ready for that. Even when I was grown, I was still not ready for that. I was in an adolescent stage because I didn't know what I was good at. I, there was nothing I could try. So when you're trying to break a loose from that, you end up making mistakes. Matter of fact, my first marriage was to get away from the church. So I ended up mm. there in that marriage, and that marriage didn't work, and I ended up in all these relationships trying to find myself. I ended up... So that's probably why I'm good at so many things because I went out there trying to find out, Lord, what's my calling? Because I don't, you don't, you didn't give me one. I felt like He left me. I felt like, you mm-hmm. know, you put me in this church and you crippled me, and and these people, they took advantage of all my peers. They don't want nothing to do with God. The only reason I want to come to church and and and, and I don't even want to come. My dad just ended up um, pastoring, so I, you know, he he didn't give up on me, so I ended up coming. You're talking about a broken woman. You're talking about, oh, my God, the stories I could tell you, sexual abuse from um, mental abuse, any kind of abuse, you name it, I've been through it, trying to find myself. And I and I ran for my own self. I ran for my own mm-hmm. self. And this, this, <laughs> this praise dance group, is where God tracked me down and said, okay, that's enough running. This is where you're going to find me at. And that's when my relationship with him started. That's where it started. Mm -hmm. I remember boohooing in a closet that was no bigger than a tiny bathroom. And I went in that closet and I prayed and I cried and I cried. And I couldn't, couldn't do nothing but cry. But as I was crying, I was crying so much hurt out, so much, you know, how you get so hard. You don't want to cry. I, you know, I don't need you. You don't need me. I don't need them. They don't need me. I don't care. All of that, this was released. And he began to show me some things, even myself, not them, but me and how I could have handled it and where I had to let it go 
and forgive. And that's that's where it started. And that's where um uh-huh. that's where this book came along. Yes, ma'am. Well, listen, everybody, we're speaking with Rashika Henry. We're talking to her about her book. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Rashika or or follow this this same conversation about what it was like for her to come back to Christ or to get back to a point where she even wanted to be in the church again because there are so many people out there who um, give quite a few reasons why they don't want to be a part of the church or why they don't go to church. And I find it very interesting that you were able to find your way back and um, uh, get back to a point where you actually had a relationship with God in spite of what it was like for you coming up in, in something that was very akin to a cult. So we're going to come back and talk to little Chicky Henry in just a moment. This is Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money, what you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers, people who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky where the first woman is now in space. Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Welcome back, everybody, to Real Life, Real Faith. Tonight we're speaking with Rashika Henry, who is an artist, an author, praise dancer. Um, and, Rashika, before we uh, get started again, I have someone on the line. Melanie would like to would like to say something. <laughs> Melanie, hey, how are you? Welcome to Real Life, Real Faith. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be Hello. here. It's so great to be a part. Wonderful. Awesome. Did you have a question for Rashika? You just wanted to tell us hello tonight. I had a question for uh, Rashika. Okay. Okay. My question is, when did you when did you first know that, you know, out of all that happened, when did you first know that life wasn't going to actually swallow you up, but you actually saw the light at the end of the tunnel? Like, you actually knew, okay, I am going to make it out of this. 
Wow, that's a great question. Wow. I'd say that I first realized that when I began to develop my relationship with Christ. I I had no idea before then. It was the more I drew um, near to him, the more he drew closer to me. And that's when I felt hope. Amen. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, Melanie, thank you once again for joining us here tonight on Real Life, Real Faith. Thanks. Thank you, Melanie. We also have Leroy McKenzie, who's on the line, joining us here tonight on Real Life, Real Faith. He happens to be one of the contributors for Men of Faith magazine. Hey, Leroy, how are you? I'm doing great, Miss Cece. How are you? I am doing well. Listen, did you have a question or a comment for Rashika? Uh, <clears throat> well, I have a comment for Miss Rashika. Um. My my comment is is I want to let her know that I am so proud of her. I am just ecstatic to see how God has um, moved in her life and how He has just taken her from uh, this this caterpillar and has totally uh, blossomed her into this butterfly that she is. Um, she is a wonderful person. She is a a, a great. Uh, motivator. She is someone that I believe that that um, inspires people through her story, and I'm just looking for great, uh, great, great thing, even more great things from her. So I just want to let her know that I'm proud of her. Uh, I love her dearly, 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 and and I just think that she is doing an awesome, awesome, uh, awesome thing and letting God use her and move her in the right way. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Everybody, this is um, the guy that God literally used to um, help me with my book. Leroy is just as amazing as he poured it on to me, and I just want everybody to know I truly thank God for him as well because he stuck with me. I didn't know anything about writing a book, but he was really, um, God used him to help me and to um, put, um, give me wisdom, and that's how we got this job done. So I didn't do it by myself. Well, Leroy, thank you so much for joining us again here on Real Life Real Faith. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Now, Rashika, I know that you also have created a workshop that you do, I, I believe, for uh, women's ministries, women's conferences, and things like that. And I wanted you to have an opportunity to talk about that because I know one of the things that you love to do is to um, impact the lives of women and to motivate them and to empower them to become everything that God has ordained for them to become. So tell us about that uh, that workshop that you've created. Yes, ma'am. Actually, we are working on that right now. It will be ready um within this month and what it is is we're going to break down every chapter of my book and we're going to spend a segment of that chapter um pouring into women um these things here and if you'll notice a lot of um my chapters like um let the church say amen as in a m a n or um the prodigal daughter i yeah these things were centered around the church because that's my background and mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of women out there that's been hurt in all areas.
but I think I put it more so toward the church because I don't think there's is too many people that deal with church hurt. And so that's what I want to deal with because there is no reason we should quit on God because man, which is not perfect, hurt us or someone in the church hurt us. We have to figure out how to how to first of all take responsibility for our part. Even if there's no responsibility, right. you gotta be very careful because you have you had a responsibility you could have left. So I mean, either way, when it all boils down, it it it's back on us. So I want to just put wisdom out there or help them in situations that you don't even have to go in. You know, there may be a mm-hmm. wolf in sheep clothing, and and he's showing himself, but you don't see it because you you fascinated. I want you to get past that and listen to the voice of God, listen to the Holy Spirit within you, because we need church. We need each other. You know, you mm-hmm. may not be in the right one, but don't quit. Keep going. So mm-hmm. on top of that, then you have women in church that are suffering abusive relationships. And don't nobody know. We don't spend time enough. We don't spend enough time with each other to even talk about it or to care. We look at each other. We greet each other. And we may see a, a smile on a sister's face, and we don't know what she's going through at home. So I want everybody to Start talking about it. I'm not saying pour all of your mm-hmm. life out there like I did, but talk about it. Tell your testimony. Mm-hmm. You don't never know how I can help you. I don't know how you can help me. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things uh, that we, we probably both have said, and I know I, I say it all the time, is that you can control, the only person that you can control is yourself. You cannot control the other individual and, you know, how they treated you or how they mistreated you or abused you or what have you, but you can control how you deal with it and whether or not you allow it to continue to hinder you from getting to where you're trying to go. And and you're so, so right about that, taking on the responsibility and being accountable for your part in it. No, you may not have been the one that, that, perpetrated the abuse or or the betrayal or whatever it is, but you are the one at this point that can uh, uh, stop you in your tracks from from moving forward because a lot of times those people have gone on about their business. You're sitting here being unforgiving and still living in the past and still hopping on it. And and the thing is, they're they're gone. They're they're finished with it and moving on and probably doing the same thing to somebody else. But in the meantime, you can't get from point A to point B because you refuse to let it go and refuse to forgive. So I I commend you on being another person in the vineyard that's out there telling people, look, you have to take accountability and be responsible and move forward from that that point. There's there's nothing else that you can really do about it now other than to get out there and move forward. Right. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So give us, I know you told us one of the names of your, uh, of the chapters in the book. What are some of the others? Because I saw quite a few um, uh, different segments when I looked at your information and you talked about the various uh, uh, parts of the workshop. What are, what are a couple of other things that you might talk about? Um, yes, ma'am. We have, um, let's see, let the church say amen. I want to say that's like the very first chapter. We also have, um, the prodigal daughter. On the prodigal daughter, that's where I give a lot of um, my about my inner self, what I went through personally. I dig deep into my life. Um, 
we have crippled by religion, um, identity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. crisis in the church. Um, now that's that's one that intrigued me. I, I saw that when identity crisis in the church. What, yes. Talk a little bit yes. about that and what that means to you when you hear that. Identity crisis that came from um, me searching, trying to find myself. Um, mm-hmm. I did not know I was in the church. I knew I loved God, but I honest to God, even though the Bible was before me, I really didn't know how to execute that. You can't execute loving God if you're not operating under the calling that He gave you. If He gave you a calling mm-hmm. to go out and 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 help women, and you just sitting there in church, you. You, it's more to it than um, just I'll say, okay, I'm going to follow the Ten Commandments. Because when you get before him, he's going to know. He gonna want to know why you didn't do um, the purpose that I called you for, why you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. when you don't do that, you can't help the people that he put before you. You know, you, you hey and bye, right. but that was the person that he needed you to reach out to. And I couldn't do that because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was good at. I didn't know who I was mm-hmm. in Christ. I just knew, okay, mm-hmm. he loves me. I'm a child of God. What else is there? I didn't know right. that my calling would be to reach out and help somebody else. And that was an identity mm-hmm. crisis. We don't know who we are. You know, it's, we don't know that we're a royal it's, it's funny we're talking about that right now. I just did a message on this last Sunday, um, and the question I told them to ask each other is, who are you? You know, who are you? Who, 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 does, who does God say you are? And a lot of times that's the thing, and I, and I talked, uh, I brought the message from First Peter, I think it was the second chapter in the tenth verse, I believe, where it talks about being a royal priesthood, a chosen people, peculiar people. And, you know, it's uh, you're learning that, you know what, it's okay if somebody tells you that you're different or that you don't fit in. The bottom line is you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to fit in. You're, you're supposed, supposed to be different. The right. Bible says that you're peculiar. So it's actually not a bad That's thing, right. and it's not about what people call you. It's about what you answer to at the end of the day. And, and I, you know, it's important for us, especially as believers, to really understand and know who we are and whose we are if we want to get to that next level, if we want, like you said, to even identify what our calling is on our lives. And, and we, we started out this conversation saying that we, we so often spend so much time, way too much time, you know, worrying about what everybody else is doing and try to pick apart, you know, what they're doing and what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and, you know, is this what I, yeah, right. worry about you and who you are and develop your relationship with him so that he can, you know, begin to reveal some things to you about who you are and where you're supposed to be. And if we spent more time doing That's that, right. we wouldn't have time to bother nobody else. That's right. You hit it dead on the nail. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, before we get ready to leave tonight, I want you to have an opportunity to let our listeners know how they can contact you um, if they want you to come out and um, uh, perhaps bring your workshop to their church or their women's ministry or what have you, or if they would just like you to come out and speak, and where they can get a copy of your book. All right. Um, You can reach me at my email at backfrombrokenone at gmail.com. Um, whether you want to just talk, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me that way um, and pretty much empty out their heart. Um, I, I pray with them. I do different things like that. Also, if you want me to speak, you can do the same thing, um, Back from Broken 
one at gmail.com, or you can also go to www.batfrombroken.com. That is um, my webpage. You can order the book there. You can also order the ebook there. If you um one of those gadget people like I am and you want to download it on the go, that's three ninety nine. Or you can leave me a message. I also have a calendar there uh, with different events. Um, if you want me to come and speak, same thing. Or you can follow me all on social media. I'm on um, Facebook, Back From Broken. Instagram is Back From Broken 1. And um, Twitter is Back From Broken as well. So that's how you can reach me. Well, Rashika, I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you on tonight. Hopefully maybe we can have you back on uh, again real soon, maybe even to talk about some of those individual topics that you have with your workshop. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Everybody, that is Roshika Henry. Make sure you go out there to her website, backfrombroken.com, backfrombroken.com, and find out all the information about where she's going to be next or to have her to come out and be a part of your women's ministry or conference or Bible study or whatever it is that you'd like to do. And also get a copy of her book there as well. We want to remind you that you can connect with us on Facebook at Real Life Real Faith with Cheryl H. Donovan on Twitter at Real Faith Mag, on Instagram at Real Life Real Faith. And please feel free to join us here each Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week we'll be speaking with Dr. Mark Williams and listening to some of his new music from When a Man Worships. That's here on blogtalkradio.com with Real Life Real Faith with Cheryl H. Donovan. And as always, we want to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Be blessed.